Welcome to Cocktails and Capital, the working on your business podcast that feels more like grabbing a drink with your best friend. I'm your host, Sarah Tatum, that best friend. I'm the owner of Tatum Accounting, where we invite our clients to take a vacation from their bookkeeping. In this podcast, I'm going to give it to you straight. Talking points and vague tips, we don't do that here. There's a bunch of noise out there in the entrepreneur community, especially when it relates to finances. And when you're trying to run your business, you just don't have time for that. And I know that you would rather be doing literally anything other than recording expenses and logging into your accounting software. So I'm bringing you practical advice without any of the fluff, just like your best friend would. So turn the volume up, grab your gin and tonic, and let's dive into this week's theme. Hey, little update, I am traveling right now. I'm visiting family, friends, and road tripping around the east coast of Florida. Not taking a vacation from bookkeeping or recording podcast episodes, but being on the go means I'm not in my usual podcasting setup. So please be flexible with us as we navigate the sometimes not so optimized setups. And let's get back to it. Hey, best friend, welcome to episode three of Cocktails and Capital. Today, we're going to talk about the terrible people who produce misleading TikToks, dubious YouTube videos, and deceiving blog articles, uh, telling you all kinds of really bad accounting advice. So we're going to bust through some of these tips and expose them for what they really are, which is uh, lies and dig a little deeper into what, if any, information you can actually take away from some of these. If you are listening to this and you are thinking in your head that, uh uh-oh, I actually went ahead and did deduct some of these on prior year returns, what I want you to do is not freak out. I want you to find a trusted tax preparer that you can go back and talk to them, grab your prior year return, find a trust preparer, talk to them, and think about amending that prior year return. It may not be necessary, but talk to a trusted tax preparer and get with them about your return, and they can advise you on your specific situation. There are some things where the guideline can get a little bit blurred sometimes on deductions, and one of those things can be the automobile deduction. So with the automobile deduction, you have something called the actual and then the standard deduction. Both of those things run on the amount of business use of the automobile and you have to calculate the percentage. And I know you're getting really, really bored. You're probably going to run your car into the guardrail in just a second, but bear with me. So with your deduction, let's say that you drive for Uber as a side hustle and you use your personal car to do that. You'll have to determine what percentage of time it is that you drive for Uber compared to your personal drive time so that you can actually claim your expenses and that is where that guideline gets blurred. If you're going to cross that guideline and say that, well, I drive my car 80% of the time for Uber and only 20% of the time my car was used for personal, that is where you're starting to get a little bit over the border and a lot of people are not driving for Uber 80% or even 100% of the time in their personal vehicles. So you can't blur that guideline a lot and you really need to work with your trusted tax preparer and tax advisor when you're working on your, your tax returns. 
especially during this time of year on tax season. Um, and using a mileage app like Stride or MileIQ to keep track of your mileage and your expenses as far as fuel and repairs and registration will really help you come tax time and will assist you with not blurring that guideline. And I hope you're still with me and you didn't crash your car into the guide guardrail while I was going over that very helpful information. So <laughs> something completely not deductible that I want to talk about and kind of blew my mind when I saw someone recommending this on TikTok. I don't know about you, but I am completely obsessed with those like ASMR TikTok videos where people are organizing their refrigerators with those little plastic bins and their snack drawers are completely stocked and everything. It's like my absolute goal in life to have my snack drawer in my fridge look like that um, with all the little snacks and everything. But anyway, I saw in the comment section on somebody's TikTok video that they were writing off their groceries for their business because they were working from home and so they were writing off all the groceries that they bought because they had a home business. And I was like, that's completely not how this works. So you cannot <laughs> write off your groceries because you're working from home. I'm very sorry to tell you this, but that's not how it works. Unfortunately, I really wish I could because my fridge would be fully stocked. If you are working in a building with staff and you have a team and you guys are buying snacks to share at the office, that's a completely different story. But if you are a sole proprietor, one person working from home in your home office, you cannot buy groceries to stock your own fridge and write that off on your tax return. I don't know how that came up on somebody's uh, brain to give office tax advice, but that's not in the tax code in any way, shape, or form. So please do not take that little bit of TikTok advice and run with it. There was one TikTok that I saw from creator John Dawson who made a few really awful points that I want to highlight. He had essentially suggested that you could set up an LLC and run all of your expenses and your income through it and just write it all off at tax time. And there's a few reasons why this just does not work. When you set up an LLC, it's a disregarded entity for tax purposes, which means that it goes on a Schedule C, which is attached to your individual tax return. It flows straight through to you on your tax return. There is no separate tax entity. It is completely disregarded. The IRS does not care about it. There's no tax favorability like there would be for a corporation. So it does you no tax benefit like a corporation would. That you would still pay taxes on the income and you pay the taxes in the form of self-employment taxes. So you pay more taxes in the end. So let's go through an example here. Say that you set up a business to run all of your pet's expenses through and you called it Moose and Tucker's Cuddling Services. And come tax time, you file that Schedule C for the business. And sure, we're going to get to deduct the expenses, 
but we're gonna get dinged for those self-employment taxes and self-employment taxes come at 15%. So this is actually gonna end up costing us even more money in the long run than if we tried to uh, make a business uh, to, okay, cut that. So this is actually going to cost us more money in the long run by making a business to run income and expenses through it. And also, if you don't know who Moose and Tucker are, you can head over to our Instagram, at Tatum Accounting, and go learn all about Moose and Tucker. They are my dogs, and you can see all their pictures over there. Uh, so John also then goes on to suggest that if you're going to file a Schedule C because you've made up your own business, that you can take the home office deduction because now you have a home office because you're filing your taxes at home and you're paying your bills at home and you're taking care of your finances at home, right? But no, and no again. Um, that's just not what the home office deduction is for. The home office deduction is for a business being run at home. You have to be actively conducting a legitimate trade or business and using a designated space in your home on a recurring basis for that business. And we do have an entire blog post over on TatumAccounting.com uh, that goes over the home office deduction in greater detail. So if you're interested in learning more about that, please head over to TatumAccounting.com and take a peek at that. And I will pop that into the show notes for you as well. So we are all about vacations here at Cocktails and Capital. If you're watching this on video, you can see I am on one right now, kind of. It's a little bit whited out, but we're in the mountains right now, as is the cabin in the mountains. Um, but the majority of articles out there will just tell you that all business trips are deductible, but that is honestly just not the case. Most business trips, uh, people classify as business trips, they are not deductible. There's a couple of things that you have to have for a business trip to qualify as a deduction. First of all, you actually have to leave the location where your business is based for longer than a normal workday. And that may be just a regular nine to five. It may be longer. Depends on your trade or business. Your trip has to have a mostly business intention. You can't go on a week's uh, vacation and spend five days at Disney World and two days at a tattoo convention. You would have to spend five days at the tattoo convention and two days at Disney, so you'd have to flip it. The trip has to be an ordinary and necessary business expense. Rewind to earlier in the episode if you need a refresher in that. And finally, you have to plan the trip in advance, so no spontaneity in business. Just kidding. What that really means is that you can't fly over to Paris and go to Disney France and hand out your business cards and write the whole trip off to France. There has to have been a pre-planned purpose for going to France ahead of time, and then you could go to Disney France. So in conclusion, we all know that the internet is full of bad and good advice types on all types of topics. Accounting is one of those subjects that you really have to find sources that are credible and come from people that you can trust. You always want to do your research and ask questions because there are no stupid questions. This is your money and your business that you're building, so don't hold back. 
I've listed all of our sources for this episode in the show notes. And if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me directly through email or message me uh, through Instagram at Tatum Accounting. And I am there to answer any bookkeeping or tax related questions. I hope you all have a beautiful day and I will talk to you next week for episode four. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and follow Tatum Accounting on Instagram. You can also do us a huge favor by leaving a review. It's the best way to support us. Let's catch up next week, same time, same place.